You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is the actual show for Friday, November the 27th. My name is Lucas Smith. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in, whether it's your first time today or second time today. Thank you. Every first time overall. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, I was unable to get an episode out on Wednesday. Apologies for that. So I'm releasing two today. If you haven't seen it already, I released a show today as well talking about giving thanks and what we have to be thankful for as St. Louis Cardinal fans in 2020. So Maybe if you're Black Friday shopping, got some standing in long lines, or shopping online and got want to listen to stuff while you're shopping, head over to Locked On Cardinals, wherever you get your podcasts from, and listen to two shows today. Twice the fun for the holiday season. Um, so on this show, back to baseball content, uh, you know, current events, if you will. Uh, talking about two players, a utility guy and a proven shortstop that are uh, both, one reportedly on the market and one for sure on the market, um, you know, Kind of derailed this week a little bit by by traveling, Thanksgiving, and other Cardinal news coming up. But I'm attempting to take a little bit more of a realistic look and what the Cardinals can do to improve and what the Cardinals can can do to replace some of these losing pieces like a Colton Wong, perhaps. And that's what we'll be talking about today. Um, and, you know, more of a realis- realistic look at how the Cardinals can improve heading into 2021. And one of those ways is if they do indeed part ways with Colton Wong, which it seems to look that way. It's by signing Tommy LaStella. Going into his age 32 season, um, has had some pretty good years in the past, uh, and he is a guy that I think can provide some some, some thump into the St. Louis Cardinal lineup. Um, and I'll also be talking about a shortstop that is rumored to be on the market, and that is the Houston Astros shortstop. The one. The only Carlos Correa and why, even though he apologized and he's, uh, you know, showed his true talent in the postseason, maybe why I don't want him for the St. Louis Cardinals, and I don't, I don't think the Cardinals are going to go after him anyways. But I've had some questions, and uh, including an email come in from a, a, one of you guys that I'll share. But I just don't want Correa on the Cardinals. Um, I, I just don't think it'd be worth it. But uh, first, let, let, let's start off with a little bit more real, realistic uh, item of business, and that is Mr. Tommy LaStella. He has played seven years. He started off in Atlanta. He then played um, four seasons in Chicago, one and a half in uh, for the Angels, and was traded to Oakland this past year. Uh, played 28 games in Los Angeles in 2020-27 for Oakland in 2020 total Numbers for 2020 were pretty good. Slash line of 281, 374, 49 for an OPS of 819, an OPS of 127. That was a career high. Um, drew 27 walks, only struck out 12 times in 55 games. Drew over in 25 runs, hit five home runs, 14 doubles. Um, this is a guy that, you know, he's 32. I get it, a little bit up there in age, but Colton Wong is. Uh, you know he he he's going into his age thirty season as well. Um, let let's compare the two. Go to baseball.reference.com. You compare the two. Let's just compare two thousand and twenty, the most recent year. Tyrone Lestella's age thirty one season. Colton Wong a twenty nine season. 
Lestella had a higher uh, uh, Lasella played more games, had 20 more plate appearances. He had a higher batting average, a higher on-base percentage, a higher slugging, a higher OPS, a higher total OPS+. plus. He had a higher home run percentage. Granted, both of them were very low, but uh, Lasella had a lower strikeout percentage, 5.3 to 14.4 of Wong. A higher walk percentage, 11.8 to 9.6. I understand that the defense of Colton Wong Will not be replaced. Two-time Gold Glove winner. Exceptional. One of the best defensive second basemen in the entire game. Offensively, however, Colton Wong has gone back and forth from good year to bad year, good year to bad year, really ever since 2015. I mean, yes, that puts him on pace for a good year in 2021, but you can't... That, that's just random luck. Time of Estella has had good years really since 2000. And 16, with one slight down year in 2018. But Tommy LaStella can be a very under-the-radar move and under-the-radar improvement for the St. Louis Cardinals. Tommy LaStella is a bit older, I understand that, but he is a little bit more proven, a little bit more consistent, and he's going to cost you a lot less than DJ LeMay, who will. He had some great years for the, for the, for the Cubs. He had a really good... Debut year for the Angels before getting traded away. Tommy LaStella is a cost-effective option for St. Louis at second base, and it would be a welcome addition. And I think it's a realistic addition when you're looking at who the Cardinals can get in this offseason. When you're looking at what his contract might get, Fangraphs um, has him you know, about two years, anywhere in that 14 to $17 million range. Uh, annual value about eight, seven, anywhere from 7 to $8.5 million. Probably closer to, to, to seven and a half. When you're looking at Colton Wong's projected contract, he's looking from anywhere from two to three years, fifteen to thirty million dollars. The lowest would be about seven and a half, probably closer to, to nine and a half, nine point seven area. But Tommy Lestella really is trending offensively better than Colton Wong is. Tommy Lestella would be a realistic option. Like I said, I'm look, trying to look more realistic this this week, more more so than I have in the last week. I looked at Jack Peterson a little bit. Um, but Tommy LaStella, he, he's a left-handed hitter. He is... Uh, he can play second. He, he can even play third if you want to keep Eben at second. He, he can... He's a little... He's versatile as well. He can play multiple different positions. Like, like I just mentioned, second, third, if you need to throw him in at shortstop, I'm sure he'd be more than happy with that or at least comfortable with that. But Tyman Lestella, you know, like I said, what I like about Lestella is is those ratios that I mentioned: strikeout rate extremely low, walk rate high, extra base percentage is higher than Wong, strikeout per walk is lower than Wong, which is good. You know, and I'm not trying to bash on Colton Wong at all. I'm not trying to diminish Colton Wong's defensive abilities and how valuable that makes Colton Wong. I'm just trying to say here that maybe Tommy Lestella is a better option at second base. And again, this will all come down to how much money, you know, we don't know what the market, I think Charlie Morton signing a one-year $15 million contract with the Braves, or the Rays, nope, with the Braves, gives us a little bit of an idea of the starting pitching market. But until a position player falls off the market, goes towards a team, we won't really know what the market is like because we don't know what teams are going to be looking for in terms of, are they going to cut payroll, are they going to pay less because of a... um, you know, because their budget's a little bit lower because of the COVID-19 laws. We won't know. 
But Tommy LaStella, while he isn't obviously one of the big four, he might not even be in the top two, you know, mid-tier three, probably closer to high-tier four level, if you will, in terms of free agents this offseason. But I think whoever gets Tommy LaStella is going to get an absolute steal. He has flown under the radar for years. You know, he busted open uh, the home run door a little bit in 2018 with um, with Atlanta or with LA 2019, excuse me, hitting 16, which was a career is a career high for him. He hasn't hit above five in any of the year. But whoever gets Tommy LaStella is going to get a steal, and I think the Cardinals can get a steal. The Cardinals would love a steal in in Tommy LaStella. He's a utility guy, player with a diamond, line drive hitter. Schilt, a guy that Schilt likes, I would imagine. I think the Cardinals should go after Tyron Lestella this offseason. I think he'd be a huge, well, it might not seem like a huge addition. I think he really would be a huge addition to this Cardinal lineup. And, you know, with how much money that the Cardinals might not spend or how little money, rather, the Cardinals have to spend this offseason, getting a cost-effective solution like Tyron Lestella could be huge for St. Louis. So let me know your thoughts. I'll, I'll post this on Twitter, on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts on Time with Estella. Maybe some of you guys haven't thought about it before, but let me know about Time with Estella. Coming up next after a quick break to um, you know, th- th- thank the sponsors for the show and ho- let you know how you can support the show and the Locked On Network. Uh, talk about Carlos Correa, who is reportedly on the trade market and Cardinals looking, for, Cardinals looking for any infield help they can get. Should they go after Correa? Should they not? I say no. Um, I'll be back in a moment to tell you my reasons why. Be sure to tune back into the, the show on Monday. We'll do another, another mailbag Monday. Uh, that's, that went really well for the first time this past Monday, so we'll do that again for this Monday. And we're actually going to end today's show with a question that was emailed. It was emailed for the mailbag, but I thought it was a good opportunity to talk about it today. Uh, it's from Philip Sargent. Uh, talked about Carlos Correa. Uh, he said that he gets that he, uh, he's one of the faces of the cheating scandal, had a down year, um, but he's a proven postseason performer with great defense at shortstop. I think his bat would be an upgrade of the current lineup. Um, he says that he would like Correa, maybe move him to third base. Uh, you know, ask me what my thoughts on Carlos Correa as a potential trade option. Would it make sense to acquire him, whether it's a one-year rental or long-term investment? I think, thank you, first of all, thank you, Philip, for, for this question. In the many apologies, or in the apologies that some of the Astros players and uh, people associated with, with that scandal gave, I thought, for the most part, they were non-sincere apologies. They were kind of weak-willed. Correa was probably the one who gave the most sincere, relatively speaking, and I still don't think it was sincere in the slightest, to be honest. Um, and what I really didn't like is how in the postseason he almost used this this hatred towards him and towards the Astros as motivation, as if it was this them-against-the-world mentality. And it might have been them-against-the-world. But it was them against the world because they cheated. And now the world hates them. Baseball world, anyways. And the baseball world should hate them because they cheated in 2017. Sign stealing. I mean, they were 
the you know even up all up to this 2019 was Jose Altuve wearing a buzzer and all these different things. MLB bots the investigation, and that's a whole other podcast for a whole other time. And I, I, I even talked about Michael Brantley would be a good option, and some of you guys talked about not wanting a cheater, and especially some of you guys brought up that point when talking about George Springer, and yes, it might be seeming a little bit hypocritical here, and I get that, but maybe it's just a personal thing, to be quite, just to be honest and blunt with you guys. Because before the cheating scandal, I loved Correa's attitude. Chip on his shoulder. Him and Altuve were a dynamic duo, duo up the middle. Correa was this dynamic talent. He was the number one overall pick and the kind of the start of the Astros rebuild. He they were he was the cornerstone they were building that team around. I loved Carlos Correa. And then the cheating scandal came out, and like I said, he's he's used this as a mentality to say, okay, me against the world, Astros against the world. Let let's go prove everybody wrong. And I just have not liked that attitude that he has had. Yes, he backed it up with with. with Talented play in the postseason, hit a walk-off home run in the in the championship series as they tried to make a 3-0 comeback or come back from being down 3-0 to the to the race. I'm not saying what he he didn't back up his talk in the postseason with, with play because he did. He played well in the postseason. I'm not here to deny that. But even just from a baseball standpoint, he did have a down 2020 season, like Philip mentioned. Um, he'll be a free agent after next year. He and he is going to want, similar to Lindor, he's going to want to get absolutely paid. I would imagine the asking price on Mr. Correa will be extremely high. And similar to the Francisco Lindor discussion, I would not be willing, if I'm the Cardinals, to th- throw everything and the kitchen sink at the Houston Astros just for a one-year rental. Carlos Correa, whatever you think about him, even I think about him, there's not much denying that he would make this Cardinal offense a better offense. But with the, the cheating scandal, all that negative press the Cardinals would get, all that negative attention that I had towards him, looking at it from a baseball and baseball and business standpoint, I just don't see the Cardinals going after him. I wouldn't. I don't want them to for personal reasons like I talked about, but I really just don't think... From a logistical sense, I don't see the Cardinals going after Carlos Correa. There are different options and just, like I say, logistically better options for the Cardinals to pursue when you're looking at an improvement offensively and at the infield level, like a time of Listella that I've already talked about, um, that, that it makes a little bit more sense for St. Louis. But uh, thank you, Philip, for that question. Um, that, that, there's my response. I just don't see the Cardinals going after him, and I don't think that they should anyways. Um, so once again, on Monday's show on Locked On Cardinals, be sure to tune back in after a, a fun weekend. or I hope you guys have a fun weekend plans, whatever you have planned. Um, after a long weekend, be sure to tune back in on Monday for a mailbag. Email the show, LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Tweet at the show at LO underscore Cardinals. DM the show at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter or Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball, and we'll answer your questions on Monday. But until then, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful, safe weekend, and have a wonderful rest of your day.